1: The final countdown. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. It is the final countdown. Uh, we've been driving on our 55 day moonshot challenge to get us to Labor Day, and uh, things are uh, stacking up very nicely. We've had some great improvements, even in the midst of going back to school, opening up the economy and society more. And uh, we'll get more information on that. We will cover live uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Governor Gary Herbert and other state leaders will provide a briefing on COVID-19 and uh, should be a very interesting one today. So stay tuned to KSL for that. Uh, But as we enter this uh, final period, uh, there has been some great progress and uh, there's still much, much more to do. And there's uh, a lot we need to think about uh, as individual citizens. There's a lot we need to consider in terms of how we move forward. And uh, of course, uh, we we started this whole moonshot challenge knowing that the people of Utah would come together and everyone could figure out what they could do. And whatever you can do, you just need to do it. And it was really in the spirit of uh, President John F. Kennedy's inspired and inspiring moonshot appeal that every American do their part.
0: We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon.
1: Again, so that was uh, from John F. Kennedy. And and we found that here in the state of Utah. Most Utahns have demonstrated that this goal of taking individual action against COVID-19 was one they were willing to accept, one they were unwilling to postpone, and one that all of us as Utahns intend to win. Uh, And so we've seen that. We've seen the rolling seven-day average continue to go down. We've seen schools open up and sporting programs reemerge. Activities are increasing. Uh, All of that is good. And there's still a lot more to do that's going to require equal effort and equal creativity uh, in terms of how we approach it, what we get done, and how we move forward. Uh, and I think it's important as we as we get to Labor Day and we kind of have this checkpoint moment, it's important to remember that, that success and failure are, are going to be part of the path forward. That's really important to remember. Uh, it's to be expected. Success and failure is to be anticipated. It's also to be embraced. So, you know, we focused a lot on this program about this principle of the new now as opposed to the new normal or things going back to the way they used to be. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, we were just talking about education. Uh, some, some people are saying that schools should still remain closed and students should only be learning online until the, uh, the pandemic passes or the vaccine emerges. Others say, throw the doors open, let the kids go to school, let's, uh, let's hope for some uh, herd immunity. And then, and then you have this other group that's wringing their hands about stops and starts and failures along the way. And here's what I want you to take away today. None of those represent the real solution. And often what happens is politically each of those options is presented as part of a false choice. It's false success or it's false failure. So there, there isn't a solution out there that's going to take the nation back to the way it was before this began. No solution is going to be free from setbacks and challenges. Not going to happen. And so here's what we got to get in our heads. If a school opens and then has to close for a couple of days or it has to recalibrate or, or reassess, so be it. That's life. And life, especially in a pandemic, is an iterative process. And you iterate and you iterate and you change and you adapt and you move forward. And that's how progress is made. And so while Labor Day marks uh, the 55-day challenge uh, and the beginning of fall and school and all of those things, uh, we should pause for a moment. We should mourn the loss of, of life. We should celebrate the great improvements. And we should look forward with optimism towards all the promising developments that are still to come. So here's the test for us. The test is that we've got to continue to be vigilant. We have to do the things that we know we need to do. The next phase is going to really be about how do we, how do we reconnect? How do we, how do we make those connections individually, in our neighborhoods, in our communities? We're, we're just launching into a Suicide Prevention Month. We have a lot of important and sometimes uncomfortable conversations we need to have around that in our communities and in our homes. And I think COVID-19 has exacerbated a lot of those problems of loneliness, anxiety, uncertainty, depression, all of those things. And so how are we going to reconnect and move forward while still doing all the things we need to do to be vigilant? And guess what? We can do them all. Uh, Really fascinating. This is one of my favorites. C.S. Lewis, uh, he noted that at the end of World War II, That while all the people of the world needed to be concerned about the proliferation of atomic or nuclear weapons, citizens also needed to connect, and they needed to live. And this is what he wrote. This is C.S. Lewis. He said, the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, like... Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts. Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. And so I think that this is going to be an important part of our fall is learning how to do that. How do we make those reconnection points with each other? How do we come together in different ways and better ways for that matter so that we're not just huddled around worrying about the virus? We have to connect as humans and we have to live. And guess what? We can do that. We can do it in a way that's safe and responsible and that will help us move forward in a significant way. So as we look at what we've done, you know, citizens embracing a a willingness to sacrifice for the greater good of the 55-day moonshot we've been doing, they've made a difference. There is no question about it. The next frontier is to maintain the success, that pattern, and then how are we going to live, how are we going to thrive, how are we going to do this in a new now? That's the test for us. And I'm confident that we can do that individually. We can do that in our neighborhoods and communities. We can do that as a state. We can do that as a country. Because as President Kennedy said, this is a challenge that we are unwilling to postpone. It's one we're willing to accept. And it's one that we intend to win. And that's what we do in the state of Utah. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a bottom of the hour news. Remember, coming up, we will cover live... Governor Gary Herbert, other state leaders giving the COVID 19 briefing today. Don't miss it. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio.
0: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985.